0: Hello and welcome, I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 73, titled The Iniquities of the Fathers. The passages in Exodus and Deuteronomy left unexamined have led to some confusion. So today, let's examine what God says as he lays out the truth for us beginning in the Old Testament and finishing in the New Testament. The phrase here, the iniquities of the fathers, as they occur in the Ten Commandments in Exodus and Deuteronomy, remind us that God's law has been established with blessings as well as judgment. So let's take a closer look at these passages, starting in Exodus as the Lord passes before Moses. Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 8 through 10, we also read of God's blessing and judgment. Verse 8 You shall not make for yourselves an idol, or any likeness of what is in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them, or serve them, for I am the Lord your God. I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers, on the children, and on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving-kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. It is a serious matter to have one's life characterized by the violation of God's laws. One cannot live in violation of God's commandments and expect those closest to them experience no effect from their sin the sins of the fathers are punished in the children since now those sins have become the sins of the children this reality should stir us to be faithful to god's word we should also recognize our need of a savior and turn to the lord jesus christ a person who has lived in sin all their lives can have a powerful influence on the next generation by the confession of faith in Jesus Christ. Even when such a confession comes after one has lived an entire life of willful disobedience to God's law, some consequences will naturally follow, but the legacy will not be of sin. The legacy of anyone who turns to Jesus Christ is the legacy of the power of the cross of Christ. To know our God, it is vital to understand these passages in context and content. To better acquaint ourselves with this passage, let's look at three ways that God's revelation on Sinai functions much like the cross in the New Testament. First, like the cross of Christ, these chapters show God's mercy and His justice, God's severity and kindness. Romans, chapter 11, verse 22. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God. On those who fell, severity, but towards you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you will also be cut off. In the New Testament, wrath and mercy meet at the cross. In the Old Testament, they meet here. Second, like the cross of Christ, The role of Moses is that of God-given mediator. In other words, he stands between God's holy wrath and Israel's rebellious sin. In this way, as he pleads for mercy, he foreshadows Christ. In both cases, the God who measures out perfect justice also sends his mediator to plead for pardon. In this, there is the beautiful mystery that God whose justice works to destroy Israel, is first the God whose mercy works to save them. He listens to Moses' prayer because he sent Moses to pray. Third, like the cross of Christ, this episode shapes the rest of the Old Testament and New Testament. Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7 is quoted throughout the rest of the Bible and gives form to all that follows. This verse is picked up in places like Numbers 14 verse 18. When Israel rebels against Moses, Moses quotes Exodus 34 verses 6 and 7 in full as he pleads for Israel's pardon. In the Psalms, it is often cited to remind Israel of God's gracious character as in Psalm 86 verse 15 and Psalm 103 verse 7. But in the prophets, Nahum stresses God's wrath. In Nahum 1, verses 2 and 3, we read, The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries and keeps wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and the Lord will by no means clear the guilty. His way is in the whirlwind and storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Even Jonah quoted the verse saying that it was the reason that he did not go to Nineveh because he knew God would forgive them if they repented. These verses in Exodus and Deuteronomy express God's relationship with the world. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 tells us the Lord is unchanging. Yet people are not. Therefore, God has made a world in covenant with him, which means those who keep covenant will receive grace, mercy, and forgiveness through atonement. However, for those who reject or ignore him, he loathes. His anger burns red hot. His patience is slow, but not infinite. Finally, Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7 is fulfilled in Christ himself. In John chapter 1 verses 1 through 4, John introduces Christ saying, "And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth." The connection with Exodus chapter 34 verses 6 and 7 is in the last phrase. The God who is abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness is fully revealed in Christ, who is full of grace and truth. This is our God. Scripture reveals him progressively over time. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Old Testament God and the New Testament God are not placed side by side. Rather, as D.A. Carson puts it, The New Testament vision of God is simply more clear and precise. This is true with God's love and with God's justice. The covenant of grace tells us that Jesus lived the life we could never live and died the death that should have been ours. This great exchange, we get his life and he gets our punishment, frees us from the cycle of sin and its sorrows. The iniquities of the Father are no match for the righteousness and sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Won't you give your life to Him today?